Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping you become a better organist. We're your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Usham Motuzaita Pinkavichina. We have over 25 years of experience of playing the organ. And we've been teaching thousands of organists online from 89 countries since 2011. So now let's jump in and get started with the podcast for today. We hope you'll enjoy it. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 680 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Rolf. And he writes his answer to my question, what is his dream in organ playing? right now and also what are some obstacles in reaching this dream. So number one, playing Buxtehude and Bach reasonably well and being able to improvise simple but beautiful melodies for the church service. Number two, there were three things, time, money and lack of knowledge. Since I'm retired, two things money and lack of knowledge. I can study well on my own and there are plenty beautiful instruments in my house and churches around me. Greetings, Rolf. We know Rolf is from the Groningen province uh, in, in the Netherlands. This is a beautiful region for organs, right? Oh, yes. A dream country, actually. Dreamland. Um... And he's retired, right? It means he has time, more time, you know, to practice. But when you have time, you don't have a lot of money, right? <laughs> yes, true. We have, you know, very famous comedian. He passed a few years ago. But he would uh, say, actually, that you cannot have both time and money. You can either have time or you can have money but not both at the same time. Yeah, unless you are a royalty or or um, inherit some, some kind of wealth from your ancestors, but for normal people, exactly. You are either use your time available to make more money, or if you are making enough money you cannot make up time because you have used it already sure so sometimes it's hard you know to stay somewhere in the middle maybe you know to to have less money but more time and to have more time to practice but else and for musicians actually that's even not always true. You can because usually you just work and you, you don't have n- no time and no money. <laughs> yes, N- not enough money and not enough time. Which means you're simply being exploited. That's right. As you know, we saw one T-shirt back during our studies in the United States. Uh, and the t-shirt said, you know, that uh, an unemployed musician will work for food. Yeah, it's very, very true. 
for a lot of cases. And today, uh, church musicians, for example, they're very often underpaid. Organists uh, in general are always underpaid. Because it's often, especially, especially I think that's true about Catholic churches, that we think, you know, that mm, being an organist at church is some sort of, not a job, not a position of work, but it's... Like a, uh, like a service, no, vocation, right? Yes, like a vocation, you know, basically that, you know. But uh, as we know, for, for example, priests, we have some social security, you know, from the church itself. And, you know, we have, we know if something will happen to them, you know, the church will take care of them, but organ is not. So, anyway. Obviously, it's because church officials, you really understand what kind of education and hard work has to go in into preparing for, for quality music uh, service. And uh, often they don't care and uh, you can just provide background music and that's it. Often even they have automatic music from, from, uh, from CD players in some cases, right? Mm, true. Yeah. But I think, you know, for Rolf, I think he can just, you know, be really happy, be living in Groningen and enjoying these beautiful instruments all around him. I think even this, this one reason should be enough for him, you know, to be motivated, to stay motivated, you know, and to practice and to improve and to enjoy what he's doing. And he know he wants to play Buxtehude and Bach reasonably well. And those are difficult composers. In some cases, Buxtehude is less complex than Bach. Sure. But not, but not always. But most of the time, yes, I would say. Mm -hmm. Even if we would compare, for example, just a choral preludes or you no know, free works, we are quite, you know, quite quite different in the difficulty level. Right. And they would sound beautifully on, on the instruments around Groningen area. And in Bach's music too, you know, you could find some easier compositions, more more, more accessible compositions, you know, for let's say beginning beginner or the medium level organist. Right. So, in Rolf's case, for example, if he is lacking knowledge, right? For example, if somebody like Rolf would like to study, but doesn't know what to do, right? They need guidance. So, what people often do, they hire a private teacher, like like professor, like professional, and that costs a lot of money. And he says he doesn't have a lot of money, right? So what we have created over the years is this uh, resource uh, platform for uh, for studying, uh, basically in a every area of organ playing, either technical things, organ practice, uh, sight reading, pedal playing, hymn playing, improvisation, harmony, music theory, 
this is called total organist uh, program we basically believe that an organist has to be total um, well-rounded musician, right? Not in just in one area, but in many, many areas. True, because, no, if, if you are a church musician, you need to have other skills as well, not just be able to play the organ, but but be able to choose the right music for the right liturgical time, you know, and then appropriate place in the service, and you have to, you know, to know how to work with other people because you usually have choirs or, you know, cantors. You probably have to have sync yourself, which is very um, required skill, at least in Lithuania and Poland, where, you know, organists also has to sync too. And sometimes we have to lead choirs. And it would be really nice if, you know, the organist could improvised at least a little bit or, you know, to compose compositions. But we don't see a lot of organists composing in Lithuania, no? Oh, no. Somehow people are not either interested or not able, or both. It could be. Uh, so for Rolf and others who are thinking about things like lack of knowledge and lack of money. Uh, so they could take a look at our total organist program. It's much more affordable than hiring a private teacher, but it's a well-rounded approach and very comprehensive. I would say the most comprehensive organ training platform online. Yes, today. so far, yes. It has been for, for a number of years now, and I don't think anybody um, has succeeded creating something similar uh, like we did, right, Osha? Yes. And another suggestion I have for Rolf, because he is surrounded by these beautiful Dutch instruments, actually, you know, try to take advantage of playing those instruments as much as you can and listen to what we are telling you to do, because actually instruments are the best teachers. Because if you will use the wrong approach, you will hear it on the instrument. It wouldn't sound nicely, right? Yes. For example, if articulation is not nice, pipes would not speak. If you are not listening to the echo in the church, uh, then the piece would sound rushed and, and chaotic a little bit, right? So the instrument itself will, will teach you a lot if you just listen. Yes. Because, you know, usually when you are learning about things in the classroom, on the practice organ, and you learn all these things about articulation and right historical fingering and all that stuff, it often might not make any sense. But when, you know, you sit at the historical instruments, then you realize that, oh, now I know why, why it you know, should be like this. Why you... Um don't play usually with the thumb on the sharp keys on historical instruments, right? Because it's very inconvenient. Or why you don't use heels in the, on the pedal board in the Baroque instruments? Yes. Theoretically, you might know, but it wouldn't necessarily 
be so self-evident but when you go sit on those benches of historical instruments you will know yes and another you know suggestion for rolf who is practicing by his, himself uh, record what you are playing and what are you doing exactly it's one thing to say to yourself oh, i'm doing this and this but it's completely different thing to to listen to the recording and discover that even though you thought you did something it sounded much different i think in the room yes and adjust you have to adjust to that recording afterwards make another recording and maybe five recordings and study studying from your own recording is also a practice it is it's a very good practice yes and you can share the best recordings online too sure thank you so much guys uh, we appreciate your questions we love helping you grow this was with us and Tusha. and remember when you practice miracles happen this podcast is supported by total organist the most comprehensive organ training program online it has hundreds of courses coaching and practice materials for every area of organ playing thousands of instructional videos and pdfs you will not find more value anywhere else online total organist helps you to master any piece perfect your technique develop your sight reading skills and improvise or compose your own music and much much more sign up and begin your training today at organduo.lt and click on total organist and of course you will get the first month free too you can cancel anytime if you like our organ music you can also support us on patreon and get free cds find out more at patreon.com slash secrets of organ playing